My name is Dr. Mike. I was born and raised in Rochester, New York, and I'm proud of where I came from. While I have since moved to greener pastures and found happiness in the flyover states, I still have a certain fondness for the flower city, especially its signature food, the plate. Unfortunately, watching from afar, the city has declined from a titan of industry and cultural powerhouse to a pit of despair and corruption held together by bubblegum and duct tape. Nonetheless, nothing will take away my memories of the Rochester I grew up in, except maybe the senility of old age. So before that happens, come join me as we reminisce about the things that made Rochester special. Come join me for a flyover plate. Welcome to the June 2023 episode of the Flyover Plates podcast. I am your host and spiritual guide, Dr. Mike. I just want to give everybody a big thank you to listening to this podcast, to making this what it is, uh, supporting me, friends, family, political enemies, anybody who is listening. Thank you so much for making this uh, little pet project something bigger than myself. So uh, thank you to Nolan DeRosia for his wonderful intro music. That's, that's fantastic. I do have some news for everybody that's listening out there. I have distributed my podcast. Uh, you don't have to go just to Red Circle to get it anymore. I am now on Google Podcasts. I am on Amazon Music. I am on Stitcher. I'm on pretty much every podcast distribution service except for Amazon or Apple Podcasts, excuse me. I'm still working on them, but everything else seems to be good to go. You can go to any one of those podcast distribution sites and listen when we put up the episode. Now, let me introduce my co-host, and since this is the summertime, it must be noted that he is a proud graduate of both the D.A.R.E. program and the McQuay Driver's Ed program. He is, currently, he is currently the owner and CEO of Technosophy LLC, where they fight technology snafus with the ethical tenacity of his spirit animal, McGruff the Crime Dog. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Computer Exorcist podcast, Mark Anthony Arena. Mark, how are you today, sir? <laughs> McGruff the crime dog. I haven't heard that since 1986. <laughs> uh, did you just come up with that on the fly, or was that prepared? I I, I, I came up with that a couple days ago, and uh, <laughs> it, it just it needed to happen. I, I needed to throw a McGruff the crime dog out at you because, well, who else remembers that dog? <laughs> That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me on this show. And and I, as I always say, I have way more fun on this show than I do on my own show. Yes, yes. Uh, the it is the summertime. So, first off, to all of the people listening in Rochester, 
that have just gotten out of school, that have just teachers that have just finished school for the summer. All I have to say is welcome. And it's about time. I remember the days when folks had to go to school till June 19th, June 20th. Um, it was the summer solstice before we could actually enjoy the summer vacation. So for all of you Rochester folk, it's time for summer. Relax. Pour out a Jenny cream ale or other non some non-alcoholic beverage if you're a child. But <laughs> school is out. And you know, this is this is my first summer with a child with a child in school. And uh man, now you have three months to basically try to figure out what to do with them. Um, oh, I'll mail them some clutter. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can count on oh, me yeah. to, to mail my friends <laughs> no, no, clutter. No, one of the things we've done, and I remember back in the days, like, I remember my parents asked me, hey, Dr. Mike, you want to go to Camp X? Do you want to go to this basketball camp? you want to go to soccer camp? you want to go to science camp? Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. And come to realize it was basically just my parents' way of me trying to get out of the house. Um <laughs> You remember, Mark, where, did you ever go to those like sleepaway camps? I know, you know Camp Stella Mars was a big one back in the day. I was did never allowed. Go... I was not allowed. I was only allowed to go to tennis camp. I, I didn't go either, but, you know, the people who have gone and can talk about it, I mean, it was like one of those battles that they've been through. They've been through a week of just living in the outdoors and that sort of thing. It, it was basically just your parents to tell you to get away for a week because they don't want to see you anymore they don't want you to sleep they don't want you to sleep until 10 o'clock so that you're up just in time to watch jerry springer jerry springer of course <laughs> of course of course so um but yeah it's it's summer camp central it's you know anything that you can do to keep the kids from just getting cooped up in the house i know you know my kids back at daycare for a little while. They're going on trips. They're going on field trips and every little thing going on. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. Summertime, Mark, I, I think the snow's melted up in New York. I'm not entirely sure. It's but, finally um, warm enough to sit on my porch. That's what I was doing before you called. Enjoy it for another three weeks. Yeah, um, then it'll go right back to crispy fall air and pumpkin yes. spice lattes. No, don't bring up pumpkin. It's not time yet. It's that is a that is a fad that needs to uh, be put in its place. I much prefer gingerbread lattes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but again, you know, it's it. But being the summertime, it's time for those summer flings, those summer romances, those. Um, random you know meet cutes i guess that they call it now just random meetups with people but uh you know the one thing i do i do miss about the the great people of rochester is that um <laughs> there is the especially in the summertime especially kind of when it comes to relationships they they are passionate there's a there's a passion that they that they possess, whether it's for another person, whether it's for their work, whether it's for their community, they they are fiercely loyal to um, whatever they believe in, whatever they they donate their time or money to. Um, it, it's it's something that I miss, and and they do it with a certain flair that you you know that 
there's a car wreck there, but you just can't take your eyes off of it. Um, <laughs> you know, they might look they might look like they're crazy and you know yelling in the clouds or what have you, but you know what? The they there is no middle ground. It it is zero or it is a hundred miles an hour. They are not. They're not dawdling by at 35. Yeah, they, they well, <laughs> right. They just either are completely apathetic toward anything at all, especially anything that's new that doesn't yeah. uh, match, you know, their love for Wegmans or hot dogs or Buffalo Bills. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, for the things that they love, like those three items, they're 110%. And 1991 Zubas pants. Zubas pants. Zubas pants. Yeah. See, and even even with this podcast, like we, we did the last episode, I was coming in hot. I don't know what it was. I think it was just it was finally nice out. I was out on the porch. My in-laws were in town. I don't know what it was. But man, after after that episode, I needed I needed to to take a break for a little while. I needed to decompress, find something new, find some topics to talk about, because I really just don't want to go halfway with this podcast. I just want to go full bore, donate my undivided attention to this. And, uh, you know, that's something that was instilled in me as a young boy back up in Rochester. And that stuck with me. And hopefully I can pass at least that trade on to my kids. Um, <laughs> they're already cursed with my look. So that's just, uh, that's just, let me try to let me try to instill wisdom in their in their young their young uh, malleable minds so but but hats off to the people of Rochester there is a passion there is a flair that they do their they do their duty with and um it's something that i miss up being down here i i don't see that that fierceness i don't see that passion uh, nearly as much as I did when I was up there. So, um, and Mark, I, I, I did want to come, uh, you know, I, I was super excited, super stoked to do this because, um, this weekend is our church festival down here, uh, down here in Middletown. It was, uh, at St. John, the 23rd school. It was, a we've been in the years past, you know, we were parishioners at the church and everything like that. And again, you know, having a, having a kid there, it really strengthened the sense of community. It strengthened the sense of camaraderie mm-hmm. and, and it, it was just awesome to see. And I, I remember going to the mother of sorrows festival when I was in grade school and going to other church festivals and, and ethnic festivals. And, and again, you just, you, you have that sense of community. You have that sense of people on a common ground. And it, it, it really is reassuring. And, and this year, for some reason, I totally saw it in a different light. You know, having my kid on the inside, uh, you know, he got to see all of his friends. And, you know, it, he's still at that age where it was like, okay, I'm going to hang out with my friends, but I'm not going to go run off and, dad, can I just have 20 bucks and go get tickets and food and come back with, you know, a cut on my forehead and a sugar high. (laughs) And by the way, in the eighties, it was dad, can I have five bucks? And this year it's dad, can I have 75 bucks for, for one ice cream? (laughs) You know, I I will say the prices were were still 
fairly reasonable at the festival. <laughs> I mean, it was only two dollars for a hot dog, but um, uh, but it, yeah, but yeah, it was. And yeah, Rochester it was is now at one hundred and six percent sales tax, <laughs> so everything you buy, you just don't get anything, and the the seller doesn't get any money, and all of it goes to New York. And where is that money going, by the way? Where is that money? So you know, there's um, there's a free money program in Rochester now in order to encourage oh people God. to do more drugs and more crime. Uh, they're doing oh, a pilot goodness. program where they're giving away guaranteed free income now um, to make sure that those of us who work, all six of us left in Rochester who work, have to work ten times harder. You know, and I re- I remember back back in my day, the only free income came when Yolanda Vega was given the lottery numbers after yeah. the eleven o'clock news. <laughs> Yolanda Vega, that's Yolanda crazy. Vega, that's right. You remember all nobody these tuned things. in for anybody else. Nobody ever tuned in for anybody else. But Yolanda Vega, man, she made a name for herself. <laughs> but you, you remember um, everything with such fondness. It's great. It's rose-colored glasses, man. I'm seven hours away, and I've been out of the game for a while. So you're watching the bonfire from a safe distance. That's right. That's right. I am at a government-approved <laughs> distance from the from the from the smoke cloud that's coming out of Western New York. Very toxic. Um, <laughs> like those those um, what is it? Sixty Minutes reports where they show uh, child laborers in China. Uh, setting fire to piles of our old electronics and old democrat chronicles <laughs> that's our newspaper uh, folks that's the rochester newspaper that is the rochester for now they used to have two you remember the other one the, uh, the times union there you go and the times union now correct me if i'm wrong were they the evening paper correct and the rochester the dnc was the morning paper yeah Back okay. When yeah. when this market could support two newspapers. Well, yeah. Now Kodak has what four people and a badger in their office. A badger. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I do want to give a shout out to uh, to an f- old friend of mine. Uh, Mark texted me about a week ago, and he's like, "Hey, guess who I met?" And you know, his father Anthony Amato, and I, I that just like shattered all sorts of glass window panes because um i remember i remembered him being two years behind me he was in my sister's class in grade school uh great kid great kid i was um i I was in the class with his brother sam who was a phenomenal kid himself um still could probably drain it from the baseline playing basketball nine out of 10 times. He was one of the best baseline shooters I ever played with. But, uh, and to come to find out that, uh, that Anthony Amato is now a priest, almost a three, one, five land. Yeah. Maybe in three, one, five land for all I know, but, uh, but great kid, great family. Uh, he's, he's literally doing the Lord's work. So I did want to give a shout out to him and his, and his family. Um, Mark, I do want to go up on this topic of festivals. Like which festivals did you like to go to? Do you like to go to back in New York? Um, because there's like 30,000 of them. And I think 20 of that, 20,000 of them are Italian fests. So, <laughs> well, Oh, I'd love to talk about that. So Christ the King did a great festival, but it was slightly far. We only went a couple times. Christ the King. Yeah. Nothing good comes out of Christ the King. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> 
it was up there. They, and, they always beat, they always beat us in CYO basketball. So <laughs> no, <laughs> I remember that one being a famous. They had the Menden Firemen's Festival oh. once. It was supposed to be big. Uh, the Syracuse State Fair, which is huge. I went to I'm a food truck that. fest in Syracuse a couple months ago. It was phenomenal. Uh, oh, I remember that because it used to be right after I got out of, or right after during finals week or what have you when I was when I was at school there and it wasn't nearly as big as what you made it out to be but it was very good it was very good the food truck fest uh, yeah food truck fest yes I think yeah. they still called it the taste of Syracuse or if that's something different I think that's a different one maybe it is but but in any of yeah. it was it, it was down in like Armory Square or something like that um, Franklin Square the one, the food truck rodeo that I went to in Syracuse was at the fairgrounds. Oh, at the fairgrounds. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Uh, what other festivals? Um, RIT actually had a We're Sorry Festival in the last week oh. of school after exams. It was a We're Really Sorry You Had to Go Through This for the Past Year. Here, have a fun slide. And they brought yep. the fun slide and a, and a tilt-a-whirl into the front parking lot of campus. <laughs> My gosh! And we would we would try to drink as much as we could, and then go on the rides while while keeping our lunch <laughs> down. Oh man! Now, I re I remember every year the Mother of Sorrows Festival um, when I was going to grade school there, and it was a really it was a really big festival, a really big hit for you know parishioners and people who went to school. But the cool thing was I I always got to see like faculty members outside of their element. And I don't know, Mark, I always thought that was a cool thing to have conversations with people to realize that my teachers were actual human beings that had lives outside of babysitting us for eight months out of the year. You know what? I don't know if I said this on your show, but I always thought in elementary school that when we ran out of the building, the teachers would just go back into the, the cubby hole coat closet and just open up a coffin and then just lay in it like a vampire. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? They, they, they opened up that bottle of wine they had in their bottom desk drawer, their <laughs> bottle of whiskey, and they all had a toast. <laughs> especially after one of my classes uh we uh i had some good years and some bad years i'm just gonna put it that way but but getting getting to see um my teachers outside of of school was was really i thought it was awesome but um yeah oh and and canadagua uh, saint mary's does a great festival i took my buddy's kids last year and and they, so they're little, right? And and the first carnival they ever went to was a COVID carnival where you just drove through it and it was a drive-through where you would just buy the funnel cakes and the fried dough and the cotton candy and leave because that's all we could do during COVID. So they thought that was a carnival and they loved it as it was. But then last year I got to take them to a real carnival and they flipped out. Surprised New York even let that happen. Right, yeah, 700 years you're... after the pandemic, New York will still have rules about it. Still be wearing <laughs> they... masks by ourselves outdoors. They still are. They, they, there's still some folks out there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, being down here in, in Dayton and that sort of thing, I mean, heck, you know, we have, I think Cincinnati has like the biggest Oktoberfest outside of uh, Germany. So that's a you know, huge mm. German population. And it's, it's a 
it's a spectacle down there, um, down on the river for Oktoberfest. They do a fantastic job. But uh, one of the things I see up here in Dayton, I, I see festivals dedicated to food. Like different foods, like and I didn't um, hear that by the way about the Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still have our Italian fest, Lebanese fest, Greek fest, which are all awesome in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've never seen so many festivals dedicated to different foods and weird foods. Like three, three, two, three weeks ago, um, town just north of Dayton, they had strawberry fest, where it was just everything strawberries, and I. I haven't been up in a while. It's it's one of the more popular ones. I've seen there's pickle fest, there's sauerkraut fest, there's potato fest, um, okra fest. I think there's still okra enough. There's still fest. one of those. And I, okra you know, fest. that might win the crown as as uh, most obscure festival. And I'll, I'll give you one when you're done with the list. Go ahead. Um, I go to oh, Massa- What's that? Oh, there's bacon fest and chicken wing fest and. Yeah, that one's actually coming up in a couple weeks. I I usually try to beg my wife to go. Uh, bacon and chicken fest. It reminds me of the bacon, chicken, cheese sandwiches we had in high school. They were not crispitos, my good man. Yeah. They were not crispitos. So the obscure <laughs> festival that I went to was the Macedonian Festival, and it was fantastic. It's out in West Henrietta. I went twice. Really? Macedonian Fest? It's a lot of baklava music and just, it's like, oh, wow. I had no idea wow. any of you people were Macedonian. It's like, you just people, you, it's like, oh, and then everyone comes out and everyone's like, everyone's just, bam, we're all here. We're all Macedonian Fest. And of course, everyone mistook me for Macedonian and <laughs> everyone mistakes me for every kind of race. But yeah, it was great. <laughs> you sure there wasn't a cousin of yours there, Mark? Yeah, I, I might be related to everyone. Yeah, I'm I'm Sicilian, so close enough. Yeah, that, yeah, it's all same spice palette. Just you know, <laughs> they're a little more into the lamb and game meats, and you're into more of the pastas and everything. So <laughs> it's all good. It's uh, but yeah, the the festivals they're just again you you see that sense of community and you see that sense of camaraderie and some common ground to find and they're all super friendly i mean you know they don't you know i'm not lebanese but when i went to lebanese fest uh, they took me right in so i was like okay awesome this is great that's great and that's Um, cool that you're you're growing roots in your community as they say like you're finally a local parent in ohio instead of just some dude who was uh transported I, I've I've been here long enough now. I can I can use the I remember when phrase and actually be accurate. <laughs> you know, just like how I'm doing here in Rochester. Like you know, I remember when Ch- Chase Pickin was around, and <laughs> it's not. I remember I remember when Stereo Shop was around, and yeah. it might not be. They were gobbled so, up by a plumbing company, but they're still around. So they got flushed. Ah. Uh... Uh, knee slapper. Oh I'm man! The only so people I trust for car wiring. Really? Yeah. They're the one yeah. guy there. I forget his name, but he was just brilliant. And yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I remember they had the the stereo shop in Henrietta, and then they had the one in Greece, over by my house. One in Webster, but they were all totally different owners. Ah, uh, yeah. 
because the, the one in Henrietta was like their palace, the showroom and everything. Greece was it was basically just, you know, next to a Boston market. So um, so, Mark, I did come across one of these things since, again, with it being summertime, it's it's time for a lot of people to get their driver's license. A lot of people are surviving Emerson and Glide, like we talked about in the last episode. Um, so they're, they're, they're starting to get their driver's license and, and better to do it now than when it's, you know, 20 feet of snow and 35 degree weather and, you know, schools are closed, but schools are closed, but yet, you know, you still want to get out and get that third Dunkin' Donuts coffee. <laughs> so there was an article that came out and it really, it really hit me at home because because of course now New York which has gone through number of identity crises with their driver's license plates they they had oh, the the oh. they had the the white license plate with the red statue of liberty and the blue numbers that I grew up with and yep. I think they had those for forever and a day and it then was they was like uh, 89 or something until 01 oh, yeah and then they they switched it to the a beautiful license plate Niagara Falls on one side and Statue of Liberty on the other. And it, it was, it was universally recognized as one of the more beautiful license plates. And I remember that was the last one I had when I lived in New York and everybody seemed to love it. And then I remember one day my, my, my brother was went back to New York to get his car registered. And then all of a sudden I see this God awful, ugly, blue and gold license plate and it was just universally hated by everybody all the all the articles i've read i read at the time were just why are you doing this i know why you're doing this because you need more money that you need to blow on god knows what um and and everybody just just hated it and they were phasing out the 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 Niagara Falls and the Statue of Liberty license plates. And and now, Mark, I find out that they're now having a regionalized license plate. Oh, true. And and by the way, it was absolutely a cash grab scheme, and it was what I call an anti-improvement, right? And, and just like the computer industry, New York took a cue from the computer industry of let's change things, take something people like, and we'll destroy it, anti-improve it, make them buy the new version, and then finally, when they're fed up with it, we'll attack again and and go back to a nice-looking thing and make them pay again. So it's it's an anti-improvement cash grab scandal. Yes, and, and, and we all know way, that mm -hmm. if, if they really wanted to be honest about it, they would just put a bag of money and Kathy Hochul pointing her finger at you because <laughs> that's pretty much what the New York license plate should be is just a giant cash grab because the state's broke. Um, well, you know, even with all the, yeah, even with all their marijuana money coming in, they still don't know how to spend it properly. Well, um, a, a couple things, so many things come up. Um, number one, I don't know if I said this on the show before, but every single um, Save the Whales specialty license plate um, had a slush fund, and none of the money ever, ever went to the whales or to any of the other beneficiaries. It all went to the slush funds and stayed there. Um, and I, and I think you told that's me. That's why my, my parents never got a specialty license plate. I'm, I was like, hey, dad, you should get a license plate, a personalized license plate. And he goes, why? 
it's like not happening dude so um so they came out with this you know they came out with these regionalized license plates and just to honor certain different areas of the state both you know both basically trying to differentiate the insane from the semi-sane from the sane but um the the regions they have new york city long island queens north country schenectady saratoga mid hudson southern tier capital region and they lump western new york like we're just some forgotten wasteland um (laughs) mohawk valley and the finger lakes okay i mean i mean all well and good but but come on dude there's more to new york than just interstate 87 people come on um to have right. they just think well it's made by people in new york city so it's just you know one region says new york city it's glorious and there's Broadway, well, aren't they, and then aren't the rest they, is just they, yeah oh aren't they actually made at the prison in attica true or, true but i mean i'm sure they're designed they by up? manhattanites so so if it was up to them there would be two regions new york city glorious broadway and then other with a question mark and hills <laughs> you know what as, as my as my friends from or from New York said when they came up to Syracuse for the first time, New York ends at the Tappan Zee Bridge. Like, nah, yeah. dude, no. So I wanted to I wanted to tweak this a little bit and, and kind of focus on what we should do with this regionalized license plate. Um, oh, I've got two really good ideas. So I, I have different regions. I, I, I've thought of some different regions and um, I, I have kind of two ideas that I wanted to throw at Mark and I wanted to get his input on. I have somewhat different regions because, well, I just think New York City is just one giant um, metropolis. I'm not going to differentiate it from queens or the bronx or you know westchester and points north it's all new york city folks it's just where the rich people go to the spend time on the weekends and i know i i've got a my very good friend the the plate guru himself um will be on in a future episode he lives in westchester now so i can't really say too much but um but yeah new york city's just one giant it's one giant metropolitan area. So I'm really, I want to start with the furthest East point, Long Island. Um, And I have two, I have two options for each of these, Mark. And I really wanted to get your, your thoughts on these. So, so for a Long Island traffic plate or for a Long Island license plate, should it be some rich dude on his yacht or (laughs) a traffic jam on the Long Island expressway? uh number two uh, i i will accept I'll, i will accept write-in votes on this as well yeah, like mickey mouse you know every presidential election mickey mouse gets five percent of the vote through write-ins yes yes t-bone taught us that yes uh, all right i'm gonna vote for traffic jam because any experience I've, i mean i i have friends and relatives in long island and i do have a good time i'll qualify that but yeah it's 99 percent of the time was being in traffic jams Pretty much. Yeah. Even I'm going to see a friend of mine who's from Long Island um, really soon. And yeah, she she has always told me that the Long Island Expressway is you, you have to plan it around traffic for that. All right. Um, no. 
I got to clean this one up. Um, New New York City. It's do we do we do the, the honorable Twin Towers thing or do we do whatever subway talent is happening on the platform of the New York City subway system? Oh, just so the New York City license plate will just be like a guy busking with a guitar. Pretty much. Yeah, I vote for that. Or street mime. You know, I, I've seen street mime. Uh, I've I've seen them do that in the subway platform. Um, I've seen some guy do a reggae drum. You know, they can they can pick and choose, and but uh, honor the honor the subway talent, so to speak, or or do the or do the old World Trade Center, Twin Towers, remember nine eleven. Um, I don't know. Tug they do have group. that plate already. Yeah, they might. They might, but. You know, it was it was an iconic event, and I know it hit everybody. Even when I was there, you know, it hit me pretty hard too. Oh sure. Uh, I I think we just you know just keep the twin towers, keep keep it sane. Even though New York City has just gone down the tubes. Yeah, um, I mean, if we're gonna be accurate about it, the New York City plate will just be images of people pushing each other into the subway. Pretty much, <laughs> or flipping you off. Who knows? Yeah. Um, all right. So the Southern tier, cause well, let's just face it. There's really nothing good going on there. Um, <laughs> I have, I have the big thing at the Southern, the Southern tier is, is either a, a guy from the Corning museum of glass who's blowing glass. Obvious, obviously we got to do it at the right angle or it looks really suggestive. Um, so, um, somebody blowing glass at the Corning museum or <laughs> no. No. or um, I was going to say cars getting torched on interstate 81, but no um, speedies, this, the, the speedies, that's a big Binghamton thing. The sandwich. Um, it's like, it's like chicken shawarma with like marinade. Yeah, chicken speedies. Uh, I've heard chicken of it, but I so that's gonna be the. I vote for number two, chicken number speedies. Two. <laughs> don't want to honor the 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 glass museum. I see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, how about both? Like, have I, you know? I like both. So have a guy blowing glass, but in his hand is a chicken speedy that he can't wait to eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. I, I mean, I, I will say, hands off to the glass floors because that is that is a wickedly dangerous and difficult job. Um, yeah, dealing dealing with stuff at high temperatures and you have to work fast while the glass is still pliable. I mean, it's it, hats off to you guys. Hats off to you guys and girls because that is a very dangerous um, and actually kind of quite artistic profession i have to say um all right moving up to the north country I, I'm, I'm calling this uh i'm calling this like north of saratoga getting old forge lake placid adirondack thousand islands if you want to do that and by the way i totally it's the largest state park by square miles bigger than yellowstone bigger than my client was explaining it to me it's bigger than really? any other state park and it's the largest chunk of state-owned land ever, and so on. Wow. And he said there's hundreds of miles where you can go without seeing any sign of civilization. 
He said, I, sometimes I just go out there and I go out in the forest and look around and I say, oh, I imagine that this is what it would look like 500 years ago or thousands of years ago. You know, I, I never made it north of Old Forge. I, I never really made it up to Lake Placid or the Thousand Islands or mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I, I never did because it was still a six hour drive and we would have never had to leave the state. Um we did snowmobile up around Old Forge, which I thought was was phenomenal. So, Mark, for for the North Country, I have either an amateur luge enthusiast going down the bobsled run at Lake Placid, or an elk destroying a snowmobile. You know, number one is so wholesome, and I I was going to vote for that, but. Of course, I'm going to vote for number two. <laughs> I want to see an elk head, but a snowmobile. <laughs> These plates um, are way better than anything they're going to come up with. I and know. I got some when you're done. I'm. I, I was thinking. Oh some yeah, we're going to get some honorable mentions for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> an elk I'm, I'm, a I'm, snowmobile. I, I'm going. I'm going out of order here, but. Um, the Finger Lakes, Mark, the Finger Lakes region. Great region. Um, again, very peaceful. Lots of things to do. Mark, and I, would you either want a giant glass of wine or... <laughs> and, then, and then say, don't enjoy New York or, State wine and then don't drink and drive on the same plate? <laughs> that would be awesome, too. <laughs> uh, so either a giant glass of wine or vineyard or... A picture of Del Lago. (laughs) (laughs) The casino. Side note, here's some news for you. Um, So the New York state government believes that money grows on trees, casino trees. And so Mm -hmm. they think the only, only, only way to get revenue for your state is to just keep popping up casinos at a rate that rivals that of Dunkin' Donuts construction team so um they they're just making more and more and more and more casinos because to them casino equals good and casino somehow gives them money and they don't know how but they know if they press a button on their desk that says build casino then they get more money the next day they they have no clue how it happens it's pavlovian at this point and oh my gosh you know i'm joking but i i hate to say it but it's true they just they have no idea. They're just, ah, casino equals good. That's how we get money. So apparently New York State went behind the backs of the Rochester mayor and, and, and his team. And they just started talking to the Seneca Nation about making a casino in downtown Rochester. They didn't tell people in Rochester. I always thought Midtown Plaza was going to become a casino. I thought that was like that was the plan to to drive out all the all the bums and vagabonds and build this beautiful casino where midtown plaza used to be what happened so oh they ran out of oh they ran out of money i'm sorry no it was some kind Uh, of corruption scandal of course um yeah everything in in new york is going to be uh, a marijuana dispensary or a dunkin donuts or a casino every building and that's it or mark's pizzeria yeah (laughs) Or a senior living facility. Or a senior living facility. <laughs> That's right. it. It's just oh. five. It's like if you were playing SimCity and it was Rochester Edition, those are the only five buttons you would get. <laughs> um, oh, so Lord. I vote for a giant picture of Casino. 
of of Del Lago. Yeah, I, I figured that would that would make your family proud. Mm-hmm. I've heard you've told me the the buffet there is amazing. So. It was until they, of course, they decided to destroy it because it was the best buffet in the state. It was farm to table. It was phenomenal. And they're like, hey, this is New York. Let's destroy something people love. So they destroyed it. Oh, my goodness. But All right, Finger um, Lakes Casino has an excellent buffet now. Finger, okay. That's good. Um, the Mohawk Valley. I only have one for the Mohawk Valley. And if you have a second, feel free to input it. But... All I can think of in the Mohawk Valley is a picture of Oskunigliyo's Pizzeria. Oskunitso, you've been there too. Oskunitso, excuse me. I have not, but I have. Uh, I have. Uh, you've mentioned it, and oh, I've yeah. mentioned it to some of my friends who are from that area, and they're like, "Yeah, that's pretty much the only good pizza joint in Utica." So, yeah, I, I can't think. Of, I can't think of a second. So, they've been open since 1914. Um, and they're, they're that good. My dad said that's how his grandparents made him pizza. Um, so I was going to say Mohawk Valley, uh, just do a logo of, of Herkimer Diamond Mind. That'll be our serious entry. Number one. And number two Uh is going to be our, uh, Oscunitos entry. And I'm going to vote for number two. And my apologies to the people from Utica listening. I totally botched the name. Um, Everyone does, I, and and there's I, a I lot have, of good stuff. I have no excuse for that. I, it's just it's just me being ignorant. No, um, we're gonna do an episode of all the incredible Italian food in Utica. Maybe I'll go there, and and can I can I expense a hotel room at your expense <laughs> to go test all the food? I I'd have to come too. Um, all right, I'll actually I'll do it off the top of my head. Actually, someday we'll do an episode about Utica. Okay, we'll do that. All right, let's see what else I got here. Oh. Um, Syracuse, Syracuse, um, not my second home. It's, you know, where I went to school. I, I have a quite, quite a fondness for it. Um, I have either a mosaic of some of the finest people ever to walk the New York state fair. Cause <laughs> let's face it. There, there are the, I love the New York state fair. I think it's phenomenal. I, they do a great job. They've brought in some awesome concerts. The food is off the hook. But there are some people that um, they are country with a K, my friend. Um, <laughs> and it's beautiful to watch because they just they just do not care. Um, you know, overalls with nothing underneath. Like, I mean, oh, no. you know. Virginia is for lovers t-shirts with pit stains and rips on the side. <laughs> and Ithaca I mean, is gorgeous. Ithaca is gorgeous. I heart New York. I mean, it just, so <laughs> some of the, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful tapestry of Americana. Um, and I know that the local folk in Syracuse, they, they take their, fair very seriously they're very proud of it some folks take the entire two weeks work the parking get paid a buttload of money in in wages and tips to do that and and they love their fair and and they've done a very good job with it but 97 percent of the syracuse economy at this point at least um (laughs) so so either either the the mosaic of people of the at the new york state fair some of the some of the finest new york has to offer or 
one of my favorite pastimes, which you can't do anymore. Um, a car with two feet of snow on the top of it, just driving down 690 with snow flying off the roof of the car. Um, I will freely admit that was one of my favorite pastimes in college, just, just ripping it up on 690, um, seeing how far from the Thompson Ave exit I could get before I see a giant snowbank hit uh, off my win- off my off the top of my car and see it in my rearview mirror. You obviously can't do that anymore. You probably couldn't do it at the time, but um, <laughs> I'm impl- I'm probably implicating myself. So all my friends who are in the Syracuse PD don't come after me. The statute of limitations has passed. This is almost 20 years ago. Um, so Mark, what's it going to be? I mean, the, 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 the snow is obviously, you know, characteristic of Syracuse, but then again, so is the fair. So, Ah, I'll leave it up to you, man. Um, all right, two comments. Number one, I'm going to go hybrid on this. I'm going to say, how about one of the, the wall creatures from the fair with wearing overalls and nothing else, but driving to the fair with the six feet of snow on top of their, their car. Okay. And What car are they? Are they are they driving? Are they driving their RV? Or are they driving a truck? Or are they, are they driving either. the Flintstone mobile? A Flintstone, a Flintstone mobile. It's either a Dodge Neon with the paint peeling off the roof. That's a classic. Um, or some kind of random Chevy pickup. It's not a '94 Honda Accord. We've we've reserved that for your industry. Yeah. Um, um, it true. is not. It, 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 I think it's. I think it's got to be a, a pickup with like ginormous monster truck type wheels. Oh, with paint falling with with weight with paint falling off the side um yeah it can go (laughs) hybrid on that that's perfectly fine i wanted to just get a back and forth going Um, side note all right yeah uh syracuse so the news out of syracuse this week they had a mall shooting unfortunately and people were relieved this is and, and someone commented on this too and said how sad is this that people were relieved to find out it was just a gang shooting and not a mass shooting was that it was that a carousel center yeah they renamed oh, it this week to now? destiny or yeah yeah but it's it's, okay. sad. it's a great mall and everything but but people were relieved and, and it's sad but I, i've done that before where i go oh yeah okay all right it's just a gang related so we don't have anything to worry about oh just gang fight you know never happened when i would work to carousel center when i worked uh at a store in carousel center but this is how far we've come folks destiny usa has beautiful high-end uh i think it's toby keith honky tonk joint like <laughs> national restaurants and gang shootings and they, bus lines so they have an um, apex fun center which is great yes i think they have an indoor go indoor go-karting there now too Ooh. if i'm not mistaken uh, yeah the um the apex serves you chicken fingers in a frisbee which is awesome and the Ooh. go-kart places are indoors are cool but expensive so no one can afford they to are. go so oh I yeah, just, they're they're pretty I'll get out. No one actually goes right. there. We have we have two more. Uh Buffalo. Let's move to Buffalo. Oh boy. <laughs> here you go, Mark. I've got I've got three of them here, okay? <laughs> I have a giant plate of buffalo wings. I have a, a Bills fan crashing through a table with six <laughs> feet of snow on the ground. Or I have a pile of trash with a Canadian flag on top. 
because uh, that's pretty much what Canada does. Oh, they just dump on us? Yeah, they, they dump on Buffalo. Uh, all right, I'm going to say I one mean, and look two. At, look, at, look at Niagara Falls. I mean, Niagara Falls on the American side, try as they might, it doesn't get nearly as touristy. It doesn't, maybe it does now, but when I went up there, it never got as touristy or as high end as the Canadian side. Maybe yeah, it does. I, I got one for that one. But yeah, I'm going to say one and two on that one, um, which okay. will be. Uh, a, a drunken Buffalo Bills fan with wings in their hands and mouth um, jumping off the back of a pickup truck during a tailgate party onto a beer pong table and smashing it and landing in the snow. With six feet of snow in the background. And as far as the Niagara one, here's my idea I was thinking of earlier, to have a Niagara plate where the there is a Canada flag in the background with fireworks because they do fireworks every day to taunt us. We're yeah, in Canada and you're not. And then on the American side, just have the mafia bookies just cleaning up and, and, you know, show the, the desolation and destruction everywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of, of fireworks, I, I remember when my, my dad went to Niagara university for a couple of years. And oh. um, one of the stories he told me was he set off flares on campus and the next thing he knows, like somehow they they got a call from the dean, like the Canadian government was thinking that they were setting off like weapons to Canada or something like no. that. No, um, the Canadian so yeah, my, government my, thought he was my, shooting weapons at my, Canada. My, my oh, my dad and a bunch of friends. I mean, this was this was the college. This was my dad's generation, so things were a little more a, a little more. Uh, looser back then but uh but yeah it goes yeah we, we <laughs> the guy gets the government called niagara university and are like what are you doing wow. so yeah but yeah i mean it's that close to canada but yes um the fireworks going off in canada that just reminded me of that because um i i mean the canadian side of niagara falls they built that up you know, in the late nineties, early two thousands, they, they built that up with casinos and the hard rock. I think it was planet Hollywood. I mean, they, they really put money into the tourism side of that. Plus you got a better view of the falls from the Canadian side. You just did. That was, um, you know, customs agents. What are you doing here? Oh, we're just going over to see the falls. Okay. Yeah. Cause we got a better, we got a better view of the falls and the idiot who's going to go over them in a barrel. So, um, yeah, it's a, and and we would all go there because you could drink at nineteen. So we would go when we were in college. On the Canadian side, yeah. On the American side, you could not, and that was uh, that was something I, I knew full well going in go, going on my trips up to Canada. Um. Uh, so so you so you're thinking, Bills fan, giant buffalo wing in his mouth in his hand, just jumping through a table in twenty five degree weather. Yeah, and I've got I've got a Rochester and an Albany one when you're ready. Oh, I've got oh I forgot about Albany. Yeah, it's there. Okay, Albany's just going to be a jail cell because all the politicians are corrupt. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I'll, all right, that's option number one. Yeah, option number two is a you know like um, the restrooms how they have the little stick figures, right? So imagine that. Um, a stick figure that represents Andrew Cuomo groping a stick figure that looks like a woman. Oh God! <laughs> That's, what do you vote for? Oh man, 
No, you don't need more Cuomo in New York. Get get him out. Get just just give him give every just put a jail cell up. It's they're they're all they're all bought and paid for over there. They can't they can't figure out how to spend money. The, 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 it's sad when the jail can... cell is the more comforting option. <laughs> uh, I almost forgot about. I had Albany up here on my list, and I totally, totally forgot about Can it. Can I give you the um, Rochester one before you debut your Rochester options? Sure. Okay, I was going to keep it simple here. Just um, uh, a a gun, but superimpose it over a garbage plate. I think that would perfectly, perfectly depict Rochester as it is today. I was just gonna say a good old fashioned garbage plate. That was uh, that's that's what. Uh, I, I'll, I'll go one further, okay? You know, not not necessarily with the gun in the background, but uh, a garbage plate with a with a silhouette of Walter the accordion guy. Oh, oh, all right. That's the special edition one, and that's, the license that's... plate is solid gold, by the way. That's right. And and we'll have to do an episode on him, but basically he was this poor lonely old guy who would play the accordion outside of all of our baseball games and sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. But also, for no reason at all, he showed up to our high school graduation playing the same melody, but singing Take Me Out to the Graduation Game. <laughs> oh, he, he's such a such a beloved figure. Um, you know, he has since passed on. I remember seeing him at the at the hockey games, you know, when we would leave the wall Memorial and he'd be in that, he wouldn't be outside cause he knew better. It was 15 degrees, <laughs> but he would be in that tunnel under, I think it was broad street to get into the, the parking garage and he'd yeah. just be there. And of course with the accordion in that, in that tight amount of space, I think it was only like an eight foot ceiling that you could hear that music all the way into the arena. <laughs> and, um, but no, I mean, I, I remember like he got more, he got more notoriety. He got more popular. He, um, I mean, he was on the news. He was on um, local morning shows and everything. I mean, he really became a phenomenon and uh, all from playing the accordion. And, and one and, melody and, and, on the accordion. And one melody on the accordion and selling autographed pictures of himself playing the accordion. Really? I never got one of those pictures. I, I did get I did get one of those because I, I think I put a dollar in his accordion case and he handed me a... It was either me or my brother. I can't remember. Uh, we need oh. to have this for posterity on the show. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. Uh, someone out there, I, please contact us if please, you have one. Please contact us if you have an autographed Walter the Accordion guy or even a picture of yourself with Walter the Accordion guy. You can blur yourself out if you want to protect the innocent. But um, Totally acceptable. But Walter the Accordion guy in the background silhouette of a garbage plate um, <laughs> holding an accordion, not necessarily a gun, but um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, so that that's that, there you have it. Those are my... <laughs> It, those are my license plate ideas with with Mark's input, and uh, that that really took us home, man. So, uh, so now um, the the last thing I want to bring up, I want to start kind of a new segment on the show to to close it, um, and and I I usually rely on Mark's help for this. Uh, I really want to um, 
point, you know, turn, may, shine light on a Rochester business that had to recently close for uh, whatever reason, whether it's because they can't pay their workers, whether it's because they're getting taxed to oblivion. Um, so kind of an in, memor- in memoriam for businesses that uh, couldn't for some reason make it in Rochester. Mark, who's our who's our business of the ma- of the month? Um, yes, don't let me forget at the end of the show, I want to review a garbage plate that I ate today. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so we got to do that, but fine, here we go. So, uh, yeah, it, it's so, right, when I was growing up, every night, the evening news, Don Elhart would tell us how many thousands of Kodak employees were laid off, uh, mm-hmm. and now that that's, there's no more of them to be laid off, now we talk about in the news how many billions of businesses are crushed under the uh, control of New York State uh, every minute. And so in memoriam this month, Rochester area losing two longtime locally owned pizzerias. This is in May. Um, Martino's Pizza and Webster and Ken's Pizza Corner at Monroe Ave. Both of them are citing overwhelming staff shortages and increasing costs in all areas. Um, so they went out of business and, and then as well as what else went out of business? Um, oh, fix and a zip, uh, went out of business. Oh, they put it on their social yeah. media and you know, I sent a ton of people to them. They fixed cracked tablets and phones and they were just so honest and wonderful and they weren't, I don't take apart tablets, but they were great for that. And they went out of business citing the extreme cost to do business in New York state. So we hope all of you have voted with your feet and escaped to other states where you're allowed to work. If you keep promising people free money to stay home and do nothing, this is the result, folks. You know, here here's to hoping that they find success in greener pastures. I really do hope that they you know, they land on their feet because, again, this, the small businesses are what drives this economy. And once big wigs in albany and once uh other states as well once they figure this out um become more pro small business i love i love supporting small businesses um i am a small business so i'm I'm in the fight with them um fortunately ohio has a much more uh consumer or business friendly tax climate it's still not great but um i do hope that those uh, those folks have made their presence felt and uh will get back on their feet and find greener pastures whether it's in new york or somewhere else but uh i do i do hope for the best for all of them because they they put their they put their trade they they hung a shingle they put their passion on the line and then they deserve to succeed so um all right mark so let's go to this this plate that you you raved about to me today oh yeah yeah. and one more side note uh shout out to a guy named mike a friend of a friend and he was held up by a 15 year old at gunpoint and the 15 year old then proceeded to steal his hyundai and drive off and a heroic neighbor donated his own car by backing out of his driveway and smashing into the stolen car but the kid of got away and um two days later the cops showed up and because they're so overwhelmed and of course eventually they caught the kid but of course the judge let him off right away yeah um this guy is actually going to start some kind of a victim's rights group and i was encouraging him to do so anyway 
Um, in great, great, great news, one of the few businesses that are still alive in, in Rochester. Um, so aside from Technosophy, Wegmans, and 40 trillion Dunkin' Donuts locations, um, there's one other business alive left in Rochester. It's called O'Callahan's Pub, and it's on Upper Monroe. So, Upper Monroe, really? Right, right. I mean, yeah, there are plenty of shootings there. I actually know yeah. someone who's, whose parents owned a restaurant there, and there was a shooting in front of it, and they also had daily graffiti. But anyway, <clears throat> this oh. one so far is still in business. Um, there's only three people left who work there. It's, hey, everyone in Rochester stays home and now gets guaranteed income, and those three people are the only ones besides me who work. Anyway, saw a coupon for O'Callahan's, buy one, get one free entree. And I said, all right, yeah, it's nearby. Let me try it out. I want to try something totally new. I, I do make it a point to try a hidden gem. So I walk into O'Callahan's with my buy one, get one free, and I ask to see the menu. And then she says, hey, we got a special here, and it's a O'Cally plate. And I Ooh. said, oh, we got to do this. So I want to shout out to the whole staff there. I, I won't embarrass them by giving out their names, but they were all really sweet people, and I kind of felt like I was in cheers. You know, it wasn't a scummy bar at all. Um, they had a couple regulars, and they would hug them as they walked in, and and it was just a normal bar. And I thought, all right, maybe this will be average, whatever. Turned out to be awesome. So I, I got, as my free meal, I got um a chicken sandwich. was nice. Um, was it a buffalo chicken sandwich? He offered buffalo sauce. I don't know why I didn't do it. I just declined. I just wanted it playing with a salad. So I did that. And then I did you the know, O'Callaghan. You know, Mark, you're, you're, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you're, you're killing me here. You had a piece of chicken. You could have either doused it in buffalo sauce and made it a buffalo chicken sandwich, or you could have doused it in marinara and mozzarella and had a chicken parm sandwich. Both of which I cannot get a good one here. Oh, and well, actually, it was. I ordered a chicken parm sandwich, and he ran out of sauce, so that's what oh, happened okay. there. Uh, and so yeah. at that point, I was like, "Oh, just make it plain." And, uh -huh. and he goes, "Oh, like a McChicken? I could do that." So that was fine. That was really nice. Um, but then the O'Cali plate comes out, and they did not have boiled potatoes. But what they did have, and what you commented on when I sent you the food porn is the fact that it, it was those sturdy, seasoned French fries. It wasn't the soggy ones or the crinkle-cut ones or those terrible ones, those cube potatoes that I'm so sick of that I don't like. Uh, it wasn't any of that. It was nice, sturdy, seasoned, crispy French fries. Beautiful. Plus um, what, I'm not sure if it was homemade, but it was a classic Rochester meat sauce with just enough cinnamon it's kind of like it's like a we've said this before on the show. It's kind of like a sloppy Joe, but finer ground meat and a little bit of cinnamon. For, for those, and that's what for those in my neck for those in my neck of the woods. It's Cincinnati chili, but spicier. Yeah, so. it, yeah, yeah. And it's just anyway. Go on. It's just a Rochester hot meat sauce. So I had a plenty of that, and then I had two burger patties, which were just normal. And I, you know, I wish people would do this. Where I I want one burger patty one hot dog, either red or white, and then one chicken finger. I want a little variety, but most oh. people, I don't want to hassle them, whatever. So I just had two burger patties. Uh, what else do we have on it? Then I told him no mustard. I like the taste of mustard, but I don't want to destroy my shirt. So sure. just onions. <clears throat> then I threw a little bit of Frank's regular hot sauce on there. I threw a little bit of Ooh. ketchup. Ooh. And then came, oh, there were no baked beans, come to think of it. I didn't miss them. I mean, I love baked beans, but it's not whatever. part of a garbage. Place. 
It's not part of a garbage plate. No, it's whoa, 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 hold on, buddy. <laughs> whoa, whoa, this is a core core component of a garbage plate is baked beans. Baked beans? Yeah. Every garbage yeah. plate I've had until today has had them. Oh, I've just had Max Salad Home Fry Hot Sauce Mustard Onion. Okay, and maybe that's just how you ordered it. Um, I, I mean, must I, be a West Side. Thing. Must be a West Side thing. Maybe it's a West. Maybe East Siders. You know, I've always had baked beans on mine. You know, and I would have liked them today, but I honestly didn't miss them. You know, he says, "Hey, whatever, I'll give you fries and and onions and mac salad." And I said, "All right, whatever." And I honestly, I do not eat potato salad. I do not eat mac salad. Um, it, I just don't. I was grossed out by them as a kid and whatever. But this was awesome. I told him, I said, look, bud, I don't eat Mac salad. You know, the chef, he came out and talked to me, and I told every, I, I told all the staff about the, the Flyover Plates podcast, so shout out to them. Mac salad, I said, look, I don't eat Mac salad, but this is awesome. And there was yep. a little bit of hot sauce dropped on that, too. And, and he said, look, he said, I do extra seasoning. I do seasoned salt and... Uh, salt and pepper and extra vegetables, so extra diced celery and diced onion. Okay. And what else did he say? It was just awesome. Did he put egg in the mac salad? No. Good. That, Good. Yeah. I'm not a. I don't. I don't understand how people who do put egg in mac salad, but it definitely doesn't apply. Doesn't belong on a garbage plate. Yeah, and by the way, I did not have the the space in my stomach to do this today, but they said come back for our smoked wings. Oh. Because everyone else just blanches and fries them, and then they're plain, and then they're gross, and they're they're tough, and they're usually not tender, or they're like tender only in the beginning when they're hot, and then they're not tender. But but smoked wings, almost as good as baked wings at Bertucci's in, in the East Coast. Yes, there's a there's a place down by me that does smoked wings and they do it very well. Oh. Um, that that meat's just like falling off the bone. It's you know, I, I, having again tasted buffalo wings in upstate New York, I am a wing snob for people down here. So if your wings suck, I will let you know about it. Hmm. Um, but no, Broadway Barrel House in Lebanon, Ohio. Yes, we call it Lebanon, not yeah. Lebanon. Um, do a fantastic, fantastic smoked wing. Um, and they only do it once a week. They only do it once a week, but, uh, or, and then on special occasions like Super Bowl or, you know, Ohio State football games or something like that. But, uh, but no, so the, the plate seems legit. The plate, I, I mean, you, you gotta have a good, sturdy fry, whether it's home fry, French fry. I don't want soggy. I want, you know, I yeah. want something that's gonna, you need something that's gonna that's gonna stand up to the meat. You need something, and I told you in the, I told you when you talk about this, you need something to hold up against when that hot sauce and that that runoff from the mac salad they make that culinary love, and it's in your plate, and it's greasy, and it's amazing, and it's it's just I'm at a loss for words now. So. Um, <laughs> Excuse me while I have a drink of water, but uh, yeah, they, you, you, you got to have a good starch, a good home fry, a good potato. Uh, when I make mine here at home, because, well, I have to deal with what I have, I just air fry the home fries because 
I don't, you, you, you gotta do it, man. You just, I get some frozen potatoes and I just throw them in the air fryer for like 20 minutes and get them nice and, and crispy and everything. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, down here I have to make my own hot sauce cause they just don't, they, they don't know what the heck we're talking about. They're like, Oh, it's, you want skyline chili? No, I don't want skyline chili. Skyline chili is great. It's awesome. I need someone with a little bit more kick. So I, you know, got to, got to up the cloves, got to up the hot sauce and you, and you put more Franks on it, which is, uh, which is phenomenal. So um, kudos yeah. to you for that. O'Callahan's and upper Monroe. I can't believe it was upper Monroe. I thought you were going to say, Oh, it's in Penfield or so, you know, insert suburban town here, but man, it upper Monroe's yeah. upper Monroe's where it's at. Um, it probably wouldn't it, be good. I've had plates at suburban places before and they're like, yay, we're so daring. We have plates, but it's just, it, no, they, they you, you gotta, and they stuck to their roots too. I mean, they, they did the fries, which is great, but, uh, yeah, just, um, man, it just, you, you could put pretty much anything on a garbage plate. I saw they had pulled pork garbage plates, which I don't know how the barbecue and the hot sauce would go. I think it would be just fine, but I want a good, oh, yeah, good you know, point. I want a good sturdy burger or hot dog. I want to cut through that. I don't pulled pork is good great. Point. You know, the old people might like it so they can gum it, but um, no, I, I need, I need a good solid meat to, to cut through and, and chomp on while I'm, you know, mixing all that stuff in, in the styrofoam box. Although you can't have styrofoam for what you're telling me now, but yeah. uh, well, two points there that you bring up. Number one, you're totally right. It's not only the mixture of flavors that has to be just right, but it is the mixture of textures. It is right. The mixture of textures. That's going to, you want that to be the name of the episode? <laughs> I, I was going to say plates on plates, but, uh, Oh, okay. All right. Plates on plates. It is. Plates on plates because we, we we did go we did delve into the the license plate oh, crisis so i got um, you so it's license plates on the flower plate. okay so but you're absolutely right we're not allowed to have styrofoam anymore if new york state would spend half of its energy if, if new york state would just would actually go after criminals as as brutally as they attack small businesses and and things like banning the styrofoam plates or banning straws or banning anything if they would use that energy to go after criminals who hold people up at gunpoint and steal their cars then mm -hmm. we wouldn't have a problem but instead they focus all their energy on destroying and attacking people for using styrofoam plates mark one last question yep did they serve bread <sighs> that's another thing but i'm gonna tell you mike i'm gonna tell you because you're telling me the bread is the bread is important. It's imperative in a garbage plate. I agree with you. The crusty Italian bread, or yeah. got, if you're in a pinch, French baguette. But did they serve you bread? No. And and here's the point: they didn't serve me bread. They didn't serve me baked beans. But I didn't notice. I'm OCD and I'm picky with my food and I didn't notice. That's how good this thing was. I, it, it's among the best plates I've ever had. I mean, really, aside from like my favorite plate with boiled potatoes and baked beans and the bread, like this could uh -huh. be the best plate I've ever had. It's certainly one of the best. Certainly. I, I will say another shout out. Um, if they're still open, I'm, I'm assuming they are, but um abe's in spencerport on on 104 if you ever get the chance i went with you and it was awesome yes, yes. 
very, very highly underrated garbage plate establishment. Yeah. Um, my shout out to my brother who who turned me on to it. But uh, but yeah, that uh, I tell you, it just goes to show you, you can make a good plate and people will follow. Um, I don't think, you know, I'll, one of these days I'll gather the courage to to start a food truck in Dayton or, you know, go to these festivals and be like, hey, I'm just going to take your hot dogs and hamburgers and throw some mac salad and French fries or home fries and here, try this meat based hot sauce and uh, see if it see if it holds water here. But and the other thing, <laughs> if, Mark, if you and cook again, it, they will come. Exactly. Um, beverage of choice with a garbage plate, whether it was today or do, are you a pop guy, a water guy, beer guy? Yeah, Rochester like calls what? it pop. By the way, we mean we mean soda. Um, carbonated, carbonated, caffeinated goodness. So, I mean, in college, we drink beers, and then we would go to a garbage plate. I, so, I personally, I'm weird because I don't drink um, soda. I do not drink Coke or pop or soda or Pepsi. I don't drink any of it. So, mm -hmm. for me, I just want water, and and. One of the reasons, aside from not wanting diabetes, one of the reasons why I do that is because I think that cheese and soda ruin the flavor for me. I, yeah. I wouldn't do it. It gets in the way. Like, I have a pure experience of tasting the hot dog or the hamburger or the mac salad or the whatever. I want to actually taste it. So I drink yeah. water. I agree. I, 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 I agree. I Well, first off, I'm a cheapskate, so I don't like buying drinks at me establishments. Too. Me too. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, Coke or excuse me, excuse me, W P O P. I do think it takes away from it, but you know what? If it was, and again, it depends on the setting. Like if you, if I was at a uh, bar like O'Callahan's, or if I was at um, Nick Tahoe's, Penfield Hots, Arundaquay Hots, one of those establishments, yeah, I would go with water. But if I was, if I, if I was at a cookout or something like that I, I may just want to wash it down with with a coke or something like that it, yeah it takes away from it but it's you know it's it's part of the ambiance i guess it's part of the whole the whole the whole scenery like you know if, if you've got a cooler of 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 pop then yeah i'm gonna go I'll, I'll take a pop and sit in the lawn chair and hope and pray that i don't get any on my shirt or shorts only um, if it's wegman's pop or tops fake fruit juice which is actually like 70 percent vegetable oil and it has pictures cartoons of fruit that don't even exist on the can i forgot tops is still around I, oh my gosh tops. That, that was scandalous the tops fruit juice oh. Oh God, that ooh, that's just that's just wrong, man. So, all right, what uh, what do you got? What do you got going for the next month or so, Mark? Anything? Any? Well, you have some exciting news. You're, and, and by the way, yeah, kudos to you for getting the the podcast distributed on many podcast directories. And honestly, as far as Apple goes, it's like, well, you're only on there temporarily until they crush you for being hate speech. But uh, eventually they crush everyone. So, yeah, but that's great. You know, it's it's great that you're available on so many of these platforms. These, uh, I'm going to start, I'm doing my first virtual town hall coming up. And I'll, I'm hopefully going to plan on doing them monthly because I spent the past 10 years tossing and turning, 
thinking about the fact that I know all this knowledge about my industry and I know how to explain it in plain English, but I'm the only guy who knows about it. And so finally this year with my own Computer Exorcist podcast, as well as these virtual town halls on my website, um, which will just be me, um, it'll be a video version. So you can hear my snark, but you can also see the Italian hand gestures that go along with it. And so anyway, I'm hoping to do monthly virtual town halls or periodic virtual town halls. Uh, if you go to technosophy.com or thecomputerexorcist.com, just go to my events calendar. You can also find me on Caffeine. Um, it's a, an alternative platform that's not YouTube, so they won't crush me for hate speech. And uh, so <laughs> caffeine.tv. Thanks so much for that. Wow. That's awesome, man. And then, oh, so, um, I don't have anything else. So we're going to, we're going to call it a day here. Thank you so much, uh, for listening to the flyover plates podcast. Thank you, Mark, for taking the time to, uh, let me bounce some ideas off of you and, and, and hopefully get a weight off your shoulders. Hopefully this was cathartic and therapeutic for you as it was for me always um, is. because it uh you know I, I i need to decompress for a little while but then i get some uh some topic that i need to discuss this time it was license plates um and i just i just i gotta go i gotta go 100 percent um and and give you everything i've got so i feel like i feel like i can exhale a little bit uh, but now until, uh, until next month, until I can, I can regale you again with stories of hopefully positive ones of Rochester and, and New York in general. <laughs> well, uh, we'll have to dig deep for those. <laughs> so th thank you again, Mark, for, for accompanying me on this journey. And thank you all for listening. I will see you all next month. This is Dr. Mike. For the Plyover Plates podcast, thank you and have a great, great day.